You have found Behind the Lines for week number 15 in the National Football League. My name is Steven Andres, joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini. He is a sports trader at BetMGM. In this episode, we will look back at the week that was betting in week 14 in the NFL, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to week 15's early week odds at BetMGM and share a couple of the early week bets I have already locked in into my own personal account over at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Christian, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Another week. Feeling good. Yeah, I can't believe it's week 15 already. I know we kind of say this every week, but it's like the NFL is like having a, a toddler, right? The the days are long, but the the weeks are short and the months are even shorter, right? Yeah, it just flies by. It's just crazy. We're already close, almost at the end here. For sure, for sure. Everybody, if you uh, enjoy the website here, enjoy the YouTube channel, be sure to hit the subscribe button, hit that like button. Let us know in the comments who you are betting on this week. But let's kick things off here, Christian, with week 14. Overall, was it a public win or a public loss? I'm trying here, but it's a public <laughs> loss again. <laughs> Another public loss. How, how bad compared to some of the bad ones? Uh, pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> probably top five. <laughs> Definitely up there. I love it's one it, of the man. better ones we've had this week. Yeah, it's just it's tough. We're you're like trying. the angel of death. I, you really, you're not. You're not trying to be the angel of death every week, but we appreciate your transparency. We'll say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so with that in mind, what were some of the biggest public losses in week fourteen? Yeah, there were a couple of good ones for the book. Um, probably some that maybe people could pick up on. Uh, Texans, Cowboys, that one was a great one for us. We weren't writing any Texans bets. We've said it the past few weeks, no one wanted to bet Texans. So that all spread winning was was huge for us. Um, it would have been nice, actually, if the Texans won. It would have been a little bit better. But that was uh, one of our better outcomes. And another one, similar story uh, on a big spread was the Chiefs-Broncos, another big winner for us. And then the other... Biggest one that we had was uh, Seahawks uh, Panthers. That upset from the Panthers was was another good one for the book. If you are watching this episode and you are a novice sports better, maybe just starting out, maybe doing it for a little while but not having great success, can I just put out a public service announcement for you? You don't have to bet on the Texans. Nobody's telling you you have to bet on the Texans as a 17-point dog. But you also don't have to lay 17 points with the Dallas Cowboys either. Nobody's forcing you to bet to lay 17 points on the Cowboys. That is a massive spread. It was the biggest spread in the NFL this season. I certainly understand the Cowboys are flashy and the Texans have been terrible. But this, these are still two professional football teams and 17 points was like three points more than the biggest spread the entire season. Just understand that context the next time you see a spread that large. Okay, Christian, I'm off my soapbox now. Let's have some good news. What were some of the biggest public wins in week 14? There wasn't many. There were a few games that were slight, slight winners and like Depending on how certain things went, there were maybe a slight loser to us. Uh, the the one was the Eagles Giants. We took a ton of Eagles bets, so that one was just barely a winner for us. Um, Browns Bengals was another one, uh, just barely, just eked by. Um, and then even Jets Bills was one that was just a slight winner too. So those were the three closest they had. 
Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that the Jets Bills game wasn't a bigger winner for you guys. I guess probably because you are in a giant market there in New York with two large fan bases, you're probably getting a lot of action on both sides there. Yeah, that that Jets Bills game is one that I feel like typically in in the past seasons would have been one where we just have nothing but Bills money. But this year, I think the Jets have definitely taken uh, more bets than usual. So that game was a little bit closer for us. I think it was about like 55 percent, fifty eight percent on the Bills. Um, we have had a lot of Jets support uh, this season. That spread moved from about nine to ten around kickoff, and obviously the Jets lose by eight and cover that spread. So, um, yeah, very interesting there uh, for sure. The uh, the Monday night football game, I don't think was probably as as big of. Well, I, I take it back. It's a Monday night football game. You never know. But a Patriots team. You have Arizona. It's an illegal betting state. Uh, how did that play out for you guys? That was a good outcome. Um, we were again pretty close to even. I think it was about same similar thing. I think it was about fifty five, sixty percent of the bets were on the Patriots. Ended up being a winning game. Helped being a standalone. If that was a Sunday afternoon, it would have been probably a slight winner, not much, but uh, helped that there was just a lot more money bet into it being a standalone. And then touchdown scores was a, a big help for us as well. Um, kind of first touchdown score not being uh, a big name helped. Um, we did refund Kyler Murray bets, so that didn't help us either but we also had a, a good night so that helped uh yeah tough to see kyler murray go down so early in that game obviously and he's gonna have a what appears to be a long road to recovery if it's the feared acl like everybody seemed to think last night um so we'll we'll see how that plays out we'll see if he has the same coach next year with the arizona cardinals still sitting on only four wins now going into week 15 Let's look ahead to week 15 early lines and totals at BetMGM, and I'll share a couple of the early week bets I've locked in here. I also want to touch on the Detroit Lions when we get to them on the slate, Christian, because they are skyrocketing up power ratings from professional bettors and sports books alike, despite their overall record. Uh, so we'll get to them in a minute here, but let's start with Thursday night football. NFC West showdown here, the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks, who I mentioned to you before we started recording, that half the fan base may ask me to take my hat off in this episode after I bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they absolutely wax Tom Brady. Apparently, Brock Purdy is just fine. So here we are. And uh, and the 49ers, despite being on the road here and still having a seventh round rookie quarterback, you told us last week that game against Tampa Bay would tell us a little bit about how you would kind of form the outlook of the 49ers moving forward and not many teams left in the NFL that could have this big of a spread on the road. Yeah. 49ers three and a half point favorites on the road here. And that totals 43 and a half. And I'm tell I'm assuming that this is a little bit bigger than what your look ahead would have been here after you got some confirmation that the 49ers um, should be at least competent with Brock Purdy, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, he showed that, that it's a good team, good coach, good weapons around him. And, you know, he's in a good situation. And obviously, he, he looked good yesterday. And it seems like he should be able to continue that trend, just getting more experience under his belt. So helps to be in a good situation. But it seems that he's going to be able to at least keep them uh, in a good spot and, you know, maybe keep them from avoiding losses. Well, I guess we'll see if he can get some, you know, conjure up some wins himself when he gets some close games. But so far, yeah. so good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously a, a bit of a better offense this week in Seattle than what Tampa Bay has shown all season long. And 
but with that being said, the 49ers in an early week matchup against the Seahawks did not allow any offensive points to the Seattle offense. That's how good this defense is. The only points for Seattle in that game came to, came on a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. So I uh, do have to keep an eye on Brock Purdy a little bit. He is on the injury report with an oblique injury and a rib injury. He was a limited participant on the in- injury report on Monday. Uh, so we'll have the final injury report for a Thursday game on Wednesday, but it appears that he's at least starting the week off with practice, and that typically means he's going to play in the game. Moving forward here, Christian, let's look at the 1 o'clock Eastern time slate for week 15 and the uh, early week odds at BetMGM. You're missing Saturday games. We're back. Oh my goodness. Yes. Christmas come early, yeah, my friend. Weird, weird, I was like, why is he shaking his head at me? What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we do have a triple header on Saturday this Saturday, week. All right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Colts Vikings Saturday at one o'clock. Vikings four point favorites at home. Totals 48. 430 on Saturday. Ravens at Browns. Browns are three point favorites, 37 and a half point total. And then Saturday night game, Dolphins at Bills. Bills are seven and a half point favorites at home with a 42 point total. I'm trying to see who the NFL is competing with here this week. They are competing with the Fenway Bowl between Cincinnati and Louisville. There is a Jackson State NC Central game, Florida against Oregon State on Saturday as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that love college football and they're going to look at those bowl games, but the NFL is like, eh, we don't think that there's as many people are going to care about the Fenway Bowl. So let's put a triple header on Saturday here. So uh, some interesting spreads here. I want to ask you specifically about the Ravens Brown spread. Tyler Huntley banged up in that one. Um, is this line? I think this line has moved a little bit, at least in the early week betting. I know we typically record Monday, so not necessarily the opening lines here, but the early week lines here on a Tuesday as we record right now. And the uncertainty about Tyler Huntley maybe moving this a little bit, and it might not be done moving, obviously, if Huntley's not going to play. Yeah, this is another one where our limits are pretty low during the week. We've taken some sharper action on the Browns, so we have moved in that direction. Although it does seem like with the Ravens, the, the difference between Huntley and you know um, anyone. Yeah, else I got to look up this it, depth chart yeah, too. I can't, I can't remember who their third string quarterback is either, man. It's something I can't. It's I'll find something, real quick something, here, something junior. I can't remember, but it seems like the Ravens' game plan is they're not really worried about who's at quarterback. They're just going to go with a run game and and run that offense in a way that uh you know the quarterback is making minimal decisions and kind of doing the least amount of work so i, I don't think it's really going to stray too too much farther actually from where it is even depending on the quarterback in comparison to other weeks where the quarterback being questionable is you know pretty significant to that number i sure. don't think this one's going to be as significant here we apologize to anthony brown and his family uh, the uh the undrafted rookie out of oregon uh, birthplace Cliffwood, New Jersey. Is that your, near your neck of the woods? Pretty Cliffwood, close. Yeah. New Jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. He's he's like your neighbor. What are you doing? <laughs> Three for five, 16 yards in relief of Tyler Huntley. But um, Christian not getting invited to the Anthony Brown Christmas party this week in New Jersey. Definitely not. No, I'm out. <laughs> All right. So uh, the last note on these Saturday games, I think, is interesting, is that this Buffalo Bills spread has moved from seven on the look ahead to now seven and a half past that key number. 
really tough schedule spot here for Miami, right? Third straight week on the road, going cross country and now having to come back to go to Buffalo. And the NFL changed the schedule, so now it's a Saturday game and they're on a short week with some banged up players. So I assume that's why this is off that key number of seven. Yeah, for sure. That comes into play. And then, I mean, just also how the Dolphins looked last week. They, they looked terrible, and now they play a, a much better defense and, a, and also a much better offense. So, yeah, kind of all of that factors in here. Yeah, I mean, absolute worst schedule spot of the season for the Miami Dolphins. I don't think it's particularly close either. So, all right, I jumped the gun, but we are now at the 1 o'clock Eastern time slate on Sunday, Christian. Let us uh, hear those early lines at BetMGM. Yeah, Eagles at Bears. Eagles are nine-point favorites on the road. Totals 48.5. Falcons at the Saints. Saints are four-point favorites at home. That totals 43. The Lions at the Jets. Jets are one-point favorites. Depending on where you're at, we're actually kind of at a pick em. Um We have the Jets at, at one, but it's juiced towards the Lions. So pretty much a pick em, and that totals 44.5. Steelers at the Panthers. Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. That totals 38.5. Cowboys at the Jaguars. Cowboys are four and a half point favorites on the road. Total 47 and a half. Last of the one o'clock Chiefs at Texans. Chiefs are 14 point favorites with a 48 and a half point total. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions, Christian. They have won five of six games. They have scored 30-plus points in four of those six games, the only loss in that stretch on Thanksgiving, and it was a nail-biter to one of the best teams in the NFL, one that a lot of people still have rated as the top team in the NFL, a 28-25 loss to the Buffalo Bills. As we currently stand in the NFL playoff picture in the NFC, the Lions are the nine seed at six and seven, so they are a game and a half behind the New York Giants, who are at seven and five as the seven seed. The Seahawks are between those two at seven and six, but clearly the Lions are alive. Clearly the Lions are playing. You know, when I put my power rankings together for the Lions.com this week, they were in my top 10. I could not find 10 other teams to put ahead of the Detroit Lions at this point with how strong their offense has looked. So what I want to ask you over at the book is how have Detroit Lions odds to make the playoffs evolved over the past month? Yeah, per, very significantly. Like one of the most significant changes I've seen. It, it helps this year that this is kind of a weird year where there's not a ton of good teams out there. But but if you go back to the beginning of November, they were as as high as we put a team. We don't normally go much higher than plus nineteen hundred uh, or plus two thousand, and they were floating around that range in that time. Uh, November fourteenth, they're still plus eighteen hundred. Uh, after uh, after that win against the Giants, they slightly moved into plus twelve hundred. Uh, the Bills lost; even uh, they got some help the rest of that week, so it did move them slightly in. And then after that Jaguars uh, win, they were plus seven hundred, and then now into plus two forty to make the playoffs. Now this this week is was huge for them with the Giants' loss. I think their their percentage to make the playoffs up by like thirty percent or something. So just just crazy. Uh, obviously, we have a ton of liability. Uh, it's, it would be a, a loser for the book uh, if the Lions do end up making the playoffs, but it would be a good story, though. So That is that is unbelievable. I, I agree with you. I have never seen a team go from basically bottom of the board to now, you know, shorter than three to one in this this late in the season. Right. You know, the, yeah, I, yeah. they're not but even the, 500, but that's the state of the conference. 
Yeah, pretty much. Like, they were almost at a point where we couldn't offer them anymore because the no option goes to like where we can't offer. Like it's minus ten thousand. We can't go any lower than that. So like we almost had to take them off the board. That's how dead they were uh, a few weeks back, and now suddenly have a very good chance to get in. Wow. Just absolutely wild. Remaining schedule at the New York Jets this week, which is basically a coin flip game if you look at the odds. And then I would imagine they're going to be favorites the rest of the way here at Carolina, home against Chicago. And I'm going out on a limb here, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're favorite at Green Bay, the final game of the season. Who knows if even Aaron Rodgers is playing in that game, Christian? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he said he wants to keep playing as long as they're in the hunt. So I, he's a little banged up. If they're out of the hunt in that last week, I'd imagine you're seeing Jordan Love. So I, I'd assume that they'd be favorites there. All that being said, I think this is a big step up in class for their offense to play what I think is one of the top five best defenses in the league this year against the New York Jets. I have not bet this game yet. I want to dig into it a little bit deeper, but it's certainly going to be one of the headline games we talk about on the Megapod on Friday. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Christian, uh, let's move forward here to the late afternoon window on Sunday, early week lines at BetMGM. Patriots Raiders. Uh, Patriots are one point favorites on the road. That totals 44 and a half. Titans at Chargers. Chargers are three point favorites at home. That totals 46 and a half. Last of the four o'clock, Bengals at the Bucks. Bengals are three and a half point favorites on the road with a 44 point total. Early week bet for me was the Chargers, and I did bet it on Monday at minus two and a half at minus 115 juice. Uh, We'll see if we get back to there. It looks like there is at least a little bit of interest in the Titans this week. So we'll see if this bounces around a, you know, a juiced three or um, minus two and a half here for the Chargers. And I just think that the Chargers are finally healthy now. And I think the Titans have had issues in their advanced metrics all season, and now we're adding injuries into the mix. We'll see how their injury report looks this week. I obviously do have concerns that Derrick Henry is going to be able to run the ball successfully against the Chargers, but um, he ran the ball well last week against the Jaguars, and this Titans defense wasn't able to stop Jacksonville's offense. So I think the Chargers at full strength on offense can do exactly what Jacksonville did last week with Trevor Lawrence, with Mike Williams back, with Keenan Allen back, and obviously Austin Eckler, a dual threat in the backfield. I think we're finally starting to see the Chargers as one of the top 10 teams in the NFL. I rank them there this week despite their record because they're healthy on offense, and I believe in Justin Herbert. And I love the fact that their offensive line was really banged up, and it was abundantly clear in the game plan, if you watch Sunday Night Football, that they were going to just keep rolling him out of the pocket to try and mitigate that pressure and the the Achilles heel that is their offensive line. So really smart game planning, I thought, uh, from the Chargers as well in that one. 
Okay, Christian, primetime slate here and a very interesting scheduling quirk here for Sunday Night Football. The Giants play the Commanders to a tie, then they play the Eagles, and then they play the Commanders again. But on the flip side, the Commanders now are playing the Giants in two consecutive games with a bye week in between. I've never seen anything like this. I saw something pop up on my Twitter feed that it's the first time this has ever happened in Commander's franchise history. Very weird scheduling quirk, and I think it's starting to impact the line here a little bit. Yeah, I'd be surprised if that is how many other times it's happened. I imagine it's under five. It's a, That's a really weird scenario. Um, and yeah, definitely beneficial to the Commanders here. I mean, last game was a tie, and now Washington Commanders here at home are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the uh, against the giants with a 40 point total. So definitely shows that in the line. If you, you know, go by the previous game. So they definitely have the advantage of the bye week and then being able to study up on the team. They just played during the bye week. I'm going to butcher her name and I apologize, but Nikki Jabvala, uh, I believe is one of the, the beat writers for the commanders at the Washington post. She tweeted, it's only the third instance since the AFL NFL merger in 1970, that an NFL team has faced the same opponent in consecutive regular season games within a season. So there you go. Absolutely wild. The fact that this line was giants minus two, I'm sorry, giants plus two at home just two weeks ago and has only moved two and a half points with home field advantage flipping here makes me think that the commanders have some value in this line. Now I bet it at minus four or at four and a half. Now we're now into the, basically the dead zone five, five and a half really don't NFL games very rarely fall on that number. But if we're taking into account, let's say two points for home field advantage. Well, Giants plus two with home field, take their home field away. They're at plus four. Give two points home field to Washington. Now you're at six. This line's sitting at four and a half. These two teams don't exactly play high scoring games. So it's it's really hard for me to want to bet the commanders on its face to win by more, to basically win by a touchdown. But if you factor in the bye week, if you factor in the Giants injury report with key injuries at a lot of different positions, and you factor in that, the commanders now have home field advantage. I'm curious to get the rest of the Megapod's opinion on this line because I agree. I mean, you get you get people lining up to take money. I assume Christian, if you if you put them at six, but this this seems interesting to me that you've basically only adjusted two and a half points for the home field advantage in the bye week here. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but I would imagine, yeah, a six point game division game on a Sunday night probably would t- attract some Giants' attention, but I would think it. It's probably headed in that direction, if anything. Yeah, especially when you consider the injury report in the bye week for sure. So, uh, okay, let's let's wrap things up here with Monday Night Football and Baker Mayfield in prime time again. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, this is definitely one of the schedule makers uh, were thinking was going to be a lot better before they got <laughs> here. But Rams at Packers. Packers are seven point favorites with a thirty nine and a half point total. And I think that num- that number's come down. You've had some Rams interest early in the week, right? I think this is more like yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Baker Baker looks good at the end there. So I think maybe with a full week under his belt, I guess that's uh, I guess what the Sharps are thinking here. So coming towards them. Love it. Absolutely love it. Fantastic insight as always, especially the, the, the Detroit Lions stuff is mind-blowing. To go from basically 20-1 to one to Crazy. make the playoffs a month ago to now shorter than 3-1 to one and – 
going to control basically control their destiny if they if they beat the Jets this week. Absolutely wild stuff. I think I saw that Dan Campbell went from triple digits to near the top of the board and co- coach of the year just this week alone. Another fun angle as well, although I think Nick Sirianni probably has that wrapped up. He's a huge favorite at this point. So just one of the more yeah, fun storylines as we wrap up the season here, Christian, is are the are the Detroit Lions and restoring the roar. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. He he did jump very high uh, from like, you know, almost all the way out of the out of the race to. Yeah, he's top five now in coach of the year because, I mean, it does make sense. Sirianni, if if the Eagles lose a couple games and then the Lions do make the playoffs, that's where his chance will be. It'll be hard if Sirianni finishes, you know, 15 and two, 16 and one, something like that. It'd be tough not to give it to him there. But yeah, Dan Campbell bringing this team back from the dead into the playoffs would be would be something. And we just have no way of knowing how the voters measure an award like this, right? We think we know every year, and sometimes the parameters change. This isn't based on statistics or anything. It's just based on, you know, what the media voters want to do, and they are suckers for a good headline. And if Dan Campbell is the good headline, don't put it past enough of them to actually give him the award. So it's going to be interesting to say the least. As always, all of our content at thelines.com is completely free. Go to the top right-hand corner of our homepage, hit the Discord button. You can join more than 4,000 community members weighing in on sports betting, including the NFL, every single day under the role server. You can hit the buttons and get push notifications every time anybody on our staff locks in a bet to make sure you get the best of the number. And be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Let us know in the comments who you're betting this week in week 15 in the NFL. For Christian Cipollini over at BetMGM, my name is Steven Andres. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Good luck with your bets.